Good day, I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I am going to, we're gonna go back up to Quebec. Uh, We've had a couple of calls up there. Um, Today we're talking uh, with Jill Delconte, who is with TEDx Laval. Uh, And Laval is the the island just above the island where Montreal is. Is that right, Jill That's exactly it, Uh, right beside it. And it's uh, the third largest city in the province of Quebec. Oh, I love that. And um, your name, Gildo, is is what everybody calls you, but what's your formal name? My first uh, name is Ermene Gildo, which is an Italian name. Granddad is Ermene Gildo as well. And Conti, uh, which is a simpler, uh, simpler family name. <laughs> there you go. And, and how long have you been doing a TED up there in that region? Well, this year is going to be our third edition, and it's next week, um, the 23rd of May. So, uh, uh, two years for uh, the last two years, uh, it's been a great adventure so far. And uh, I don't want our listener to have wondered, what the heck are you doing talking to me with eight days left to your show? You've got to have better things to do, my friend. Well, uh, that's about the, the, the same uh, <laughs> question my team asked me yesterday <laughs> when I told them, <laughs> told them I had this tonight. Uh, well, you know, you have to find a, a way to do things and do things right. And uh, talking to you is the right thing to do uh, to uh, continue to reach a lot of people for TEDx Laval. And uh, that's why I'm doing it and taking the time to do it and talk with you today. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Our listeners are so, um, they're just anxious for new points of view and listening to those that have, you know, been doing this for 10 years, three years, one year, people who've just started. And there's so much for us to share with one another. So this is your third show. Um, How many people... Uh, or at your event? We're about uh, 150 to 250. So it's a small show. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, uh, we got a lot of reach with it uh, after the show as well, online. We already have speakers that have reached 50,000 uh, viewers on, uh, on, uh, on YouTube. And uh, we also uh, have some... Uh, Reaction from outside uh, our province. Uh, we had reaction from New York, uh, some of our shows. So anyway, I'll get, I guess we'll have time to discuss this in a few questions later. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it's a small show, but we really enjoy doing it. And people uh, are coming uh, more and more. You know, it's, uh, it's a process. And then on the third year, we hopefully going to reach over 200 people. 
the um the idea of having ideas worth spreading is you know it's really a global reach as as we both know these videos are viewed worldwide um i just had to put together a sponsor doc document for tedx santa barbara and i did a tally of the we're going on our seventh show and we've had seven and a half million views uh, wow. of all the videos totaled and when you you know that that that's a lot now that's that's small potatoes compared to some of the teds but you know it does just remind us all that um as we tell our speakers you know what what's the idea why does the world need to hear it and why do they need to hear it now and that's that's kind of the thing we think about what is the um what's the tedx environment like there in laval are, are you the only tedx on the island or are there others yes and that's part of the challenge we had we are a bilingual uh, city well it's a bilingual province uh, but the city of laval is pretty much uh, multicultural and uh, we speak french and english uh, mainly French, but a lot of English-speaking uh, school, and uh, so the English side of uh, the TEDx adventure uh, pretty know very well what is TED and what is a TEDx. But the French community here, uh, it's not like the city of Montreal. Montreal, they have a lot of university, so uh, students are more aware of what's going on on the web. But here in Laval, uh, we have a, a campus, but we don't have a big university. So uh, reaching the French community and explaining what is TED and uh, why it's so important and uh, how big is the movement and what's the mission behind it, uh, we had to face and uh, we had to explain to a lot of uh, T-high director and people from different, uh, different corporations that didn't know what the heck it was. <laughs> Right, right. That, that well, that's a challenge uh, for. I don't think it's specifically French. I I think that is uh, as one we hear a lot. Um, where you know you live in the TEDx world, you figure everybody knows about it, and as soon as you go out and start talking, uh, you see that's how true. how that's not true. Where do you um, where do you get your speakers from? Well, they uh, they come from uh, different places in the province, but. Sometimes uh, I even contact people from other places. For example, last year, uh, we had David Oswald that came from Vancouver. Last year, we had some people from Vermont uh, that came to TEDx Laval to see our show. So it, we're not restricted to Laval, of course, and uh, we're getting people with great ideas. That's the mission, and that's what we're looking for. And uh, whatever they are, if we can pay for their travel fees will do, but most of the time we can't. And so we were lucky to uh, to find speakers that were uh, loving the, the mission and uh, the opportunity and uh, that it came on their own uh, expenses. Right, right. Uh, we find a lot of speakers uh, know that a quality produced TED talk uh, is going to be a, a big boon for them in one way or another. And they will... Uh, typically um, travel we hear this a lot they'll you know they'll yeah. travel on their own so because as you well know it's hard raising money for the event so it if is. you can get a hotel partner or you can get things like that that helps um, have you um, I'm curious 
do you have an event experience or what was it that led you to creating uh, the first TEDx Laval? <laughs> well, it all started with a family supper. I'm also a, a, and I'm an entrepreneur, uh, but I'm also a dad and I have two sons that are part of the new generation that don't, doesn't watch TV anymore. They, they watch the internet uh, hooked to a big screen and, uh, and uh, they, they know me as an entrepreneur in the video business. I, I create some uh, online training courses and things like that. So at one supper, they, they said, Dad, you, do you know anything about Ted? I uh, said, well, you're talking about the movie? No, no, we're talking about YouTube videos. And uh, I said, no. So they shared that to me that night. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know Aesthetics and Obelix, but uh, <laughs> that's a, uh, it was like a magical moment for me. Uh, it was like if I was uh, dropping a magical potion there. And uh, the next day, I was online looking for the next TEDx event, and and I find out that there was one in Quebec, uh, the, the city of Quebec, and uh, it's a, a two-hour drive there. And I went there. Uh, it was my first event, and uh, remember coming back from there, saying to my wife, "Well, there will be uh, an event of TEDx in Laval. I'm going to apply to get a license because we can have a we cannot have." city like this and not getting our own TEDx event and that's how it's all started uh, for us yeah so how old are your kids my my older son is 30 now and uh, my youngest is 27 how old were they when this happened so this is uh, when they're 24 yeah around that yeah yeah i love it i love where inspiration comes from now have you met denny uh, at tedx quebec city of course uh, he became my friend uh, to, well, you know, when I, when I reached to get my uh, my license and I finally got the, uh, the email, the, the, the magical email that yes, say you, yes, yes. you own the, the license, uh, they, they asked if there were some people that could mentor me, help me around because I never, I was not, your question was, did I have any previous experience in the events? Not very much, except that I was a photographer in the wedding events. So mm, yeah. I've been in many events, but uh, not organizing events by, by myself. I realized that there were mostly university, university events, you know, with a lot of students in it. And, and mine, I knew that would be different. And when I saw that in Quebec, uh, Denis Francois was doing the same kind of TEDx event, meaning that there was self-employed people putting their own time right, right, after right. weeks of hours uh, because there's not a lot of students. There are a few students, uh, but a lot of people are uh, self-owner uh, businesses. There. So, so uh, it's the same thing here in Laval. Uh, so yeah, we became friends and uh, we uh, see each other every year. Oh, I, I love that. What have you, you know, when you're working with your team, by the way, how big is your core team? Well, the core team used to be a bit bigger. Uh, on the third year now, I would say we're five. Uh, but we still have around uh, maybe 20, 30 people uh, working with us at one point. Uh, but I think that's probably the best uh, kept secret is to keep a short team, you know. Have a A team, a golden team that are very skilled and that you could uh, trust and uh, because the first year I was trying to do everything by myself. I'm uh, 
fully uh, skilled on different things there, but I don't have enough arms to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't, I don't have a... So you have to trust people uh, with better skills than you and, uh, and, and with time. And that's uh, how we became uh, the, the TEDx that we are today. And uh, you know what? I've learned that they make me a better leader with time. And uh, that's probably my uh, my greatest sort force now. It's to uh, be able to uh, collaborate with these people. So I, uh, I love hearing you say that because the, it's the unintended consequences, those lovely learnings that we get leading a team, uh, especially in an all-volunteer effort. Tell me, is there something that you do, because you've been to other TEDx's now and you've seen TED Talks, you've, you know, you're, yeah. you're experienced. Uh, is there something you do to make TEDx Laval uh, unique to the region? Yes, first night show the first year we did uh, uh, almost a full day with a lot of food and uh, we kept we were stuck with the food at the end people were not staying for the cocktail they went away and we had to find all these non-profit place where we can send the food we had so much food and and now uh, we look at all the other TEDx and uh, we learn a lot from TEDx Cambridge uh, and they, they do the same kind after nine years now, they do a smaller event. They only have six to eight speakers, uh, and uh, they do like a night show. So last year, we tried a second event. Already, we changed the formula. We decided to go, uh, to go with six speakers and two artists. And uh, this year, well, we don't have as much artists, but we have nine speakers. And uh, it's going to be from 7 to 10 at night. And uh, the cocktail is before. And uh, we can chat and uh, change with the speakers before they go on. And the, the, there's a break when you can talk with the speakers after also. Yeah. Uh, but there's uh, less, less complicated things. No more big food, lunch, and things like that. So we went to the essential. Yeah. I um I did the same thing. Uh, first few shows, it was very heavy on the food and catering and all of that. And especially if you're bringing people to a place where it's not easy to find food, you know, and you're going to keep them all day, you need to do that. And we, by moving right into the downtown area, we're surrounded by wonderful restaurants and food courts and things like that. So well, that's taken a lot of the complexity out for us. So I like that. What, what is it? Um, wh what's your theme for your show in eight days? This, uh, this year is uh, links and anchors. But uh, links and anchors, it's a little bit like, uh, well, of course, you're from the, you have a computer background, so you know links and anchors are like hyperlinks there. Yes. But we use it more like uh, the links that are between things and the we all have that sometimes limit uh, access to things and uh, that we try to get rid of and some anchors also that also comfort us and make sure that we're uh, safe and sound uh, things that we learn from our parents and so that's the the team and uh, nine speakers that will talk about this in all different angles so there's no two talks uh, about let's say relationship right uh, it's all different some uh, so that's what we try to do in the we always try to have speakers that will go about the same theme, but 
different angles. I love that. That's uh, what's your favorite part of producing the show? The creation, uh, starting to find the people and discuss with them their idea and and the process of TEDx, uh, so they know what they're getting into, and uh, and then like next Wednesday, seeing them on stage after they went through the process. Because here in Naval, we uh, like in many other TEDx, we have a very good coaching process. We take this very seriously and. Uh, we want to make sure that they will give the best talk they can uh, because getting on the red carpet is such a small percentage of the mission. The mission is to share the idea with the most people. So we have to yeah. have a, a very great talk. So the video will have, will become viral, you know, and people will want to listen to the other. So they start, they have this idea, but they don't have a talk yet. Mm. We just, so we're talking about the idea and how it could become a good talk and what's what's going to be the conclusion, what's going to be the message. And then I let them go through the process and I don't see in th them work. So next right, uh, next Wednesday is going to be the greatest moment for me to oh, see nice. them on stage. Yeah, and so, see them on stage and see how they conclude this and how it became a talk. Do you, um, so then I'm going to take it that some of the members of the team are, are your speaker coaches. That's not what you do. That's someone else's job. Exactly. Yeah. We have uh, different, we have even coaches that are from outside that come. Uh, again, an ID that we uh, pick up from uh, TEDx Cambridge. It's somebody that is specialized in, uh, in uh, body language. And we have a session with the speaker. And they don't talk about the talk at all. They just talk about movement and taking the environment and owning the carpet, you know, owning the space. Yes, uh, yes. So they get on stage and they, they, they know how to to feel whatever happens during the uh, the, the talk. If they lost their track, how they can own the space and uh, still come back to what the essential of their idea. And, uh, and also we have some uh, uh, volunteers that also uh, most of the time... Uh, speakers from the last year or the year before that want to share their knowledge and their experience with the new speakers and they, they uh, take one or two speakers and coach them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's very fun. We, um, we actually were, we kicked off our speakers, uh, last week and, and we, they, they want to <laughs> know how big the red circle is. Uh, in our case, it's eight foot and, uh, they, some of them will actually go get their own red carpet and some will just, <laughs> well, they'll make a, a circle in the garage or, or in their, their study, uh, that's eight feet. And then they know they're going to work there. Cause, cause you're right. They, it's so much more interesting to watch if they're not just standing there giving a speech, but they're really doing uh, a full presentation performance and getting yeah. us to feel, feel what they're feeling. Right. Yeah, and they're not allowed to move a lot. You can move a bit, but we're doing it. We're producing a video. So if they're moving back and forth and turning back to their PowerPoint screen, Ooh, uh, I hate this, that. this not yeah, this is not going to be. And I, I went to some event where they, they didn't get even on the red carpet. They were beside the carpet all the or oh, all the time. No. So, so I said, well, they were not coach well. You know, there's something that right. we're missing there. And uh, right. And uh, yeah, so we try to make sure that they own the carpet and they can 
understand that a standing position being steady sometimes means that you hone your subject. If you're moving all the time, it makes you look nervous a little bit, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. but you can still have some movement, and yeah. uh, we're not made of uh, of rock, you know. So you have to be able to use your arms, and uh, of course, uh, yeah. You're so, so you're so right. It, it's yeah. uh, it, it's part of that that higher level coaching. I'm so glad to hear you do that. We're doing a two and a half day workshop next week. That's just on performance. So we 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 dissect all of that. Uh, that's look at great. it very closely, and the one one of the things I'm working on is how to do the two person dialogue, where I'm two people are you know in my talk I'm talking to my teacher or talking to my trainer, and yeah. I talk and and you want it to feel like I'm having a conversation with that person, uh, and yeah. there's all these little acting tricks that uh, we're learning. So I I appreciate those. What's the you know going into your third year. What's been the biggest surprise for you in producing TEDx Laval? Uh, Mark, I would say the reach of, uh, of TEDx Laval in, in only two years. Uh, well, in the video uh, domain there, uh, on our first year, we already uh, produced a promotional video. And I remember Will Davis saying to me, uh, well, you're you're bold because uh, most of the time it takes like three years before the, any people risk themselves to do a promotional video. Oh. Well, huh. uh, so I dressed as an astronaut and uh, with a, a TEDx flag and uh, we went and planned the, the flag of the TEDx Laval right in front of the venue where we're uh, Maison des Arts de Laval, where we were going to do the TEDx. And, I love uh, it. The, the video went viral and went to the office and and when all the all the floor they shared the video on the first year, so uh, right at the at the first year we already had a reach outside uh, uh, even Canada. Then uh, last year we had the TEDx Fest in uh, in New York and uh, uh, TEDx Fest, I mean, and unfortunately I wasn't able to go there, but my friend Denis Francois from Quebec was there. Yes, he was. And at one point. He saw a picture of me jumping in the air with all my volunteers in the back doing a big X in the air right after the show uh, of the first uh. year. And, it, and it, 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 his mouth dropped. He said, wow, we're in New York and we're seeing TEDx Laval there, you know. So, so it's a, there's a lot of reach. And now I'm meeting a lot of people. You know, I went to TED in, the, in San Francisco, meet a lot of people. Then I went to TED Cambridge a few weeks ago. And... Uh, I met some people as well there and uh, in Quebec and in Montreal. And so uh, the reach is incredible. And I'm making a lot of friends along the way. And uh, talking about friends, I also want to, to, to share with you that not only TEDx, you know, all these volunteers that put in some hours and they, like I say, most of my people are self-owners, they are self-business owners. We've been able to work on other projects together because of TEDx. Uh, uh, some pe- yeah, because we love so much working together. Somebody, like last last week, uh, someone came with a, a sketch battle, a sketch club. Uh, she's in the design, and they asked me, well, uh, yeah, and we were like three people from TEDx Project going there and helping her to do her, their event, you know? So uh, that's what is so great about TEDx. You meet people that you keep contact with and uh, you make friends. Yeah. 
I was talking with uh, Paul from TEDx Amsterdam, and he was saying very similar to that in that people on his team, their their site their shows a little larger at 800, but he said that over yeah. the years people on the team, he makes sure that they list the experience on their LinkedIn page, because they will get work from that and they will get opportunities and projects. He said there's there's there were too many instances of that happening where volunteers on the team because they had worked at TEDx Amsterdam and had other things to do as a result, which I thought I hadn't really considered that, but that sounds uh, fantastic as as also another enticement uh, to come and yeah. work for free. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and uh, not only that, uh, we also created a, a Facebook group for all our speakers so we don't lose tracks of them and uh, they all part of the... Uh, 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 like the, the uh, we call it the TEDx uh, Laval Exchange. Huh? So as soon as we have new speakers, we bring them in the group, and they can share with the older speakers uh, the experience. And the, the the coaching start there is already you know uh, uh, they go online. And every year uh, we have a VIP event where we uh, bring in some sponsors and uh, the, the new speakers, but we also invite. The speakers from uh, the two last years. Okay. I, I love and, that. And yeah, so we try to to create family uh, bond there, and uh, it's there. We can feel it. Yeah. I have had the chance to. I thought it would be good to talk to speakers on this show, and hear from their point of view what it was like being coached. Um, what uh, just because I'm sure there was some, there are things that we can learn. That's the, one of the biggest things we do is is work with our speakers, and I thought that would be great. And I've done four shows uh, with speakers talking about um, just all of the, all the things that were good, all the things that they thought maybe could have been done a little bit better. Uh, I'll send you. I'll put a link to that, and uh, that oh, might yeah. be something I, I, you could share. Yeah, I hear you, and I, I've done the same, uh, Mark. Uh, since last year, we started. Uh, at first, it was only for the TEDx speakers, but now we're getting more in the entrepreneurial also. But uh, we want to share the experience uh, after the after the fact. You know, mm, you mm. went, you did the TEDx. What did it change in your life? Right. What did you gain from it? And uh, and now we're gonna go uh, towards storytelling as well with that and. Uh, I'm starting my own uh, nonprofit organization, like uh, John Werner is doing in uh, Beacon Street, uh, yeah. TEDx Beacon Street in Boston, and uh, we seem to have, we seem to have this kind of ideas both. Uh, so that's probably my next TEDx event. <laughs> I'll go back in Boston to see the Beacon one. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're trying to create all kind of around TED and TEDx, uh, so we keep the movement all around the year. For example, this year we had our first TEDx Youth, uh, uh, the first a few TEDx Salons, and uh, next year we're going to do like four new TEDx Salons. And each time we'll try to make an experience. The first TEDx Salon this year was very special. We did a UN uh, simulation. So we had a speaker sharing an environment issue 
So it was very fun because somebody had to play the U.S. <laughs> and right. became the Mr. Trump. And, uh, and we were sharing about the, this issue, how we could find a solution. So that was another way of uh, being a speaker and having an, an activity around that, you know. Uh, so we try to do something like that. Next uh, TEDx uh, Salon is going to be a, probably something like with a fab lab where we're going to have a, a, a speaker and then uh, talking about a project, an innovation, an innovative project, and then the participant will try to build something around it. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. So, so that's what you were asking, what we try to do in Laval that is different. Well, we try to make everything an experience. Even the sponsors, when we reach sponsors, we ask them, do you have any experience to share? Do you, have, do you want a kiosk? Do you want to bring something to the table at the network before the event? And if not, are you ready to sponsor somebody that have any innovative something that is ready to share? So uh, last year, we had uh, Nelly Nello, which uh, is uh, a, a new application on iPhone to, uh, to sell things online. And uh, he was sponsored from uh, one of our sponsors, and he has his kiosk there, and he was letting people trying the new application uh, prior to the event. So it's not easy to always find experience. Uh, it's a niche, but which we, we make a lot of effort to do that. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm just. I'm just thinking that creating experiences as a whole. I've done a few shows just on that. It's it's a big part of it. It takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. uh, but when it works, yeah. boy, it is just fantastic. Um, yeah. Tell me, uh, Jill, though, what what advice would you have for so, you know your your eight days out? Let's just think about the next eight days for someone who's listening to the show because this show won't be up for a while. But yeah, sure. someone who's you know, the, it's in the, you know, a few weeks away. What what advice would you have for them? Very simple, I would say, Mark. Uh, stick to the essential. Get rid of everything else. Then you, you have to step back and say, you know what? The show is about sharing ideas. Uh, the show yeah. is about uh, changing your perception, uh, changing the world one idea at a time. So it's not about eating apples. It's not about having a nice <laughs> X's uh, balloon. It's not about, no. So you get rid of everything that is uh, focused on the mission and you stick to what's essential and uh, you will have a great show. That is, that and, is uh, really good advice. Yeah, I would say that. What are you most looking forward to in eight days? Well, the talks, the yeah. talks, Mark, uh, yeah. seeing the speaker doing their, their best talk as they could, as they could and uh, knowing all the, the preparation they went through with my team uh, of, of coaches. Uh, that's for me uh, the biggest moment. And, and uh, getting also their feedback, you know. Last year, uh, we had a speaker uh, that, went, uh, that went on stage. His dad was uh, in the audience and he was trying all along uh, he was sharing his uh, personal experience about uh, incontinence. Uh, so um, he, he's, uh, it was the first time that he was uh, publicly speaking about this. Wow. And uh, wow. he went to me at the break and he says, today is the most and the most important and the most beautiful day of my life. Wow. And he's around 50 years old. Wow. So uh, just that. You know wow. what I'm saying? And uh, I received this email stating, this event 
change my daughter's life. Mm. Mm. That's the reason. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. what I'm really, that's that's the that's yep. what keeps me up in the morning. <laughs> yep. Wake me right. up. I think everybody listening right now is shaking their head in violent agreement with you that, that, uh, I mean, for me, I can remember specifically being at the market and someone coming up and I didn't recognize them, but they clearly recognized me and wanted to stop and thank me and tell me a story about an impact of a talk. And, you know, I've, I've learned we're a small town, Santa Barbara's not real big and, uh, people I'm no, I'm the Ted guy in town. Right. And so they see you, they want to share their story. They're so excited. And so I may not have remembered them, which is why I like to try to meet everybody. But uh, that that feeling that you have is what makes the thousand hours uh, that we put into this yeah. as volunteers yeah. worthwhile because we know we're making a difference. Now, you said totally. you're, you said you're going to go to Beacon Street. Uh, one yeah. of the things uh, I like to do on the show is pretend that the red circle is a magic carpet and we yeah. can go to any TEDx in the world. If that were in fact true, where would you go? For uh, well, for learning propose, uh, I would say Beacon Street because uh, I like to talk with John, and yeah. uh, and I, I, I'm gonna next year I'm gonna pick up one of his idea. Uh, I'm gonna bring TEDx Youth and TEDx Laval in the same weekend. It's gonna be a yeah. one weekend event. I find that so great to be able to work along with the students uh, of TEDx Youth and they will be able to work with my volunteers at TEDx and see what's the the big project at the same time. So uh, I like to go there, but also uh, I have to I have to say I want to go to Vancouver at a TED event. Uh, I never went there, and uh, they go to Banff every year. I, I like to attend one uh, big TED event at Vancouver one day. So next year we're we're not going to go to TED Fest. They're taking a break, and we're going to have a TED Summit in Scotland in July. Oh. So pay attention is, is to your true? email. That is true. Pay attention to your oh. email. Uh, I know that we're going, uh, well, we're going to apply to go. Uh, I don't want to assume that, but uh, for sure that's something uh, we're really looking forward to. We went to Banff, and we celebrated our 10th anniversary in Banff. Uh, I said to my wife, how, and instead of taking an anniversary trip to the islands, uh, I want to go to Banff and meet all my TED friends. And uh, she agreed, and it was fantastic. So for those of you that are listening, uh, think about going to Scotland and spending a week with uh, other organizers. It, it will be a transformational experience. I guarantee it. Um, well, I, I like to... to, to uh... So I'd like to send an idea, and I'm working it on, and I, I need some help. So maybe along all the TEDx, TEDx organizer around the world, uh, we could create this. They can help me, and we can make this. I'd like to create a TED and TEDx index for traveling. So a book or something online where you could find all the TEDx, like you do on the TEDx event page, but with some information about the city, what's there there to be, be look at, uh, what's there to, or the good restaurants. Uh, so you, 
you can make a trip because that's what we do here. And that, and from what I'm hearing, is that's what you do with your wife as well. Uh, we want to go and country, see TEDx, and be travelers at the same time. I, I, I love that. that. What a great project. It's, uh, it, it makes me think of kind of a Yelp for TEDx cities or something that's all curated by. I, I do know that the TEDx Facebook group for TEDx organizers, there's not, I mean, as, as many organizers as we are, there's only a small percentage on the Facebook group, but they will say, oh, I'm going to be in uh, in Bulgaria, or I'm going to be in Warsaw, and uh, they will meet, you know, like, who are the organizers? So uh, it's a, a very, very uh, connected community. If you get going on that project, let us know, and I'm sure that... Uh, I'll do it. The project starting. I'm a map, so you'll be able to go and see the, the, the different the TEDx event and TED event. And when you click on it, you'll get some information from that city and what there's to uh, the reason to go there and what there's to be seen. You know, uh, at the same time, uh, I need some help because I cannot get all this information by myself. So I like to have the other organizers around the world to to go on the website when it's ready and bring in some information from their city and and, and give their best spots. You know. Uh, the best secret places <laughs> are kept are kept by the people from the local people, not from people looking at uh, trip books, <laughs> travel books. No? Yes, no. yes. Well, when when you have that, let us know, and we'll link yeah. it right into your yeah. episode, and we'll help let other great. people know. Uh, yeah, in our, that would in, be great. In our last couple of minutes together here, um, I like to finish with um, what's the best hack. And I define hack as the thing that you do that doesn't cost any money, but it makes all the difference in the world for your event. Mm. <sighs> well, unfortunately, I have and have the idea that came to my mind is something that I did last year to save a talk. But it cost us an expense. Of, we we bought some something to to fix that. So so it did cost something. But at the end, uh, we're using this again and again. So and well, tell I, me I what it was. What was it? Okay. So last year, we had that uh, a speaker uh, for a personal reason about a week before the event, uh, stating uh, that she wouldn't be able to do the TEDx because she's not ready. She came to the, the the coaching session and she wasn't ready and and now all the team is there trying to help her and her the chances you know we're gonna do take some time with you during the weekend and we'll keep you uh, ready and and she was saying no and um, and then I had this idea I said okay she she know her content she's maybe not confident enough but she knows what she's talking about. She's, she's uh, uh, specialized in this and also very uh, uh, on, the, uh, passionate about it. So I, I called her and I said, what about doing an interview like Chris Anderson does at TED sometimes? And, uh, and she thought about it and said, let me send you a few questions. So I sent her a few questions based on the description of her talk. 
and uh, said, would you be able to answer these questions? And said, these are great questions. Of course, I would be able to, uh, to discuss with you on stage. So that was Friday. And uh, I called my team and said, listen, we may have a solution, uh, but I don't have the, the right chairs. So let me find chairs online. And I went on Amazon and purchased chairs, uh, swan chairs, red chairs that I purchased on Amazon on the Saturday. They were delivered from the States on one day. And not Monday night, they were on stage and we, we, we unpacked them for the first time on stage. We had them in the, in, on stage and uh, we did the uh, interview. And not knowing if the video would have been accepted by Ted. Was and, it? Uh, was it? It was. <laughs> Great. So that's why I'm calling that a hack. <laughs> so let me see if I get all this right. Because the, the fact that you had to pay for chairs does not really speak to... I mean, that's how you made it happen, but, you know, yeah. we you might have done something different and taken the expense out. I, I could think. have used other chairs. Sure, sure, know, sure. Like. So so the hack was that you have a speaker who is just not ready for the performance part, but is uh, a subject matter expert in the thing that they are, you know, comfortable yeah. talking about. And yeah. so your idea to interview them, a la Chris Anderson, uh, while it is it is not encouraged, and we wouldn't yeah. encourage it when we're told that, uh, yeah. it was a way to solve that problem, make sure that idea got out there, um, and and it worked out. And guess what? The video made it out to the made world. It. So that's and, fantastic. And she was uh, one of the only two women that we had last year at the event. Uh, we had uh, eight, uh, six speakers, and uh, she was one of the two women. So uh, we knew that a lot of people were coming in to see her. She was specialized in exoplanets, and uh, and said, "Let's let's go and do this." And uh, yeah, and the year before we had something different for another reason. We had a speaker that couldn't come in, uh, but we produced a video that we show on stage, and that was rejected by Ted. You see, so. So you never know, but uh, you have to make it happen. So we have a great show. And at the end, if the video is not accepted by Ted, you're still allowed to put it on your own YouTube channel. You know, uh, That's what we did the first year. And last year, well, the interview was accepted as is. And uh, it's a great video. And we receive a lot of uh, feedback from it. Uh, a lot of people say, well, it was a different way to have a talk. And it was as a time uh, people enjoyed it so please send us a link well, to that and and we'll uh, we'll embed that of as course well. yeah yeah sure sure well, thing well Jilda, thank you so much for spending time i'm, I'm going to let you get back to your checklist of the things to do remember <laughs> listener he has uh, 8 days uh, if you go to the website there's a countdown <laughs> clock I hate it when our web guy puts a cl countdown clock on our services. I don't need the more the extra pressure. I already have enough that I put on myself. Thank you so much, and uh, I really appreciate getting to uh, have this time to talk with you, and I hope to see you in person in Scotland next year. Yeah, I will. I wish so, and uh, thank you very much, Mark, for having me on your show. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? 
just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.